TDMR podcast. I'm Ricky, your host, and today we have a special guest, Adam. Adam, which we haven't seen since episode three or four or something like that. It's been a minute. Uh, but before we get into it, I'd like to ask everybody to take a moment and subscribe on iTunes. Maybe leave some stars. Five stars would be preferred, and some uh, huge reviews. Huge, huge, huge. huge. <laughs> And uh yeah that'd be that'd be great that'd really help me out and uh because this is a self-funded podcast and everything despite there being commercials I have no idea why there's commercials in front that's nothing with me so don't be discouraged to leave those reviews All right uh so here we are here we are what man your straw just came up by itself Yes it did Oh wow All right what the drink is erect <laughs> It's ready to go son it's ready to go So what's up what's up been with you man tell me everything uh, well, since our last podcast, a uh, big step for me, I've started searching for a ring for my beloved. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness, that's, man. That's a tough thing to wow. swallow when, you're, when you're trying to figure out what wow. to get. Wow, that's huge, man. Thankfully, huge. she doesn't like diamonds. Really? Yeah. Thank she's, God. She's more of a sapphire and emerald person. So. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Thank God, man. Because when I, I bought my, my wife her her engagement ring and it cost me like twelve hundred dollars man they weren't lying when it says like two paychecks yeah it's it's like it's a, a lot oh uh, yeah for real man i couldn't believe it uh and especially with what was it the the wedding ring mm-hmm. i think it was like 2200 man man it took me forever to pay that shit off i'm not even looking at a ring for myself yet dude i i can't i couldn't afford myself a ring man i feel like if i find the right one for her i'll find one to match after that yeah yeah so what do you so was it emeralds and sapphires or emeralds and sapphires are her favorite too which which one are are you gonna end up going with um leaning towards sapphire because it she'll be replacing her uh high school ring with it and it has a sapphire in it as well so it'll be kind of like a nice familiar feel to it oh wow what what color is sapphire sorry blue (laughs) blue okay oh but you can actually get sapphires in other colors strangely enough really yeah the sapphire is the crystal shape so wow nice nice Oh man! So what, what what type of ring do you plan on getting for yourself eventually? Uh, I'm more of a plain and simple band kind of person. I'm very pragmatic in my views when it comes to jewelry. It, it needs to be functional, so probably hammered tungsten or titanium, something like that that doesn't scratch a whole lot. Right, that might protect my finger if if anything. Right, right. But uh, I always find like meteorites and fossil uh, stones 
stuff like that kind of rings would be pretty cool on oh. the science side because I like biology, I like science, I like geology. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Cameron's dad, he has a uh, a puzzle ring mm-hmm. where it's like a, like 52 pieces, and if you put, take them apart, you can take it all apart, but you have to put it back together. Good Lord. Yeah. I've seen one that's like three pieces, something that the supposedly military... Uh, husbands would give that to their wives so that they would know if they took off their ring while they were gone because they would have trouble putting it back on. <laughs> that you, you know what? That's that's an old I, practice, I, man. I believe that, man. Because man, I, there's been a few people who that I've known that have gone to the military and gone to the military married, but ended up leaving the military divorced because you know sometimes the woman gets lonely and sometimes he got lonely overseas and. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, dude, I don't know. I don't know, man. That, ooh, that's kind of, I don't like to think about that. That's kind of, <laughs> come home and be like, hey, what's up with your ring? <laughs> uh, it's not my business. I'm not having that problem. Good, good, good. You can't man. be worrying about that stuff. Man, I, I, I got a, eventually I got me a ring. It was a tungsten ring and it had uh, bricks like in the same pattern of, uh, what was it? What's that stupid game? Mario? Like oh, yeah? the first Mario game, the, that brick pattern. And it, it was all like that. And I lost so much weight. It didn't fit on my, my, my finger anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, and that's one place people don't think about where they're uh, going to feel some of their weight loss going. Cause they get thin, they, they lean up the fat yeah. out of the fingers. And I, I got the warranty on it. And I'm like, man, can, okay. Uh, can you get it resized? And like, it's tungsten. You can't get it resized. Mm-mm. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, can I get it? It's an, practically uh, a ceramic. Y- yeah. And I'm like, can I get another one? They're like, no, we don't offer that one anymore. So I had to get this one, I got this one that's like, it's gold, and inside it's got like, a, it looks like the, the writing of the Lord of the Rings, and the one ring in the darkness, and stuff oh, like that's, that. that's kick-ass. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I never wear it, because I, I got it too small, because I plan to lose more weight, but so, I haven't lost that weight. Oh. <laughs> so it, does, it doesn't go past my knuckle. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you have a New Year's resolution coming up next year, you can break. Yeah, there's, there's my goal. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm gonna be trying so hard, man. But my wife, she always wears her rings, and she, I'm like, thank God, <laughs> man. But uh, honestly, you've heard of like how they say for a man, the wedding ring is like a magnet for single women, or just for women in general. You've heard about that? No, I actually haven't because I've not had a ring to deal with. Oh, really, man? That's true. Yet. it's true, and I don't, I don't understand why it, it why it is true. But I, I did. It did seem like a lot more women were like more comfortable to flirt with me, because I, they knew I was married, or they were trying to like, uh, like pull you away, or trying to see if they could pull you away from your wife or stuff like that. Well, thinking from a woman's perspective, the first thing I see if I see a man who has a ring, he's at least gone through some hardships to get to where he's at. Yeah. He's at least learned how to love. He's at least gotten that far, so he at least has some experience. Yeah. So maybe that's why. That that could be it too. They, like he's more stable, more uh, perhaps. But then you got what's that movie with Adam Sandler where he pretended to have the the wedding ring, and Jennifer no Austin idea. was in the movie, and he was like dating all the hot chicks because he had the fake red wedding ring. Man, dude, I don't remember that one. Really, you need to watch it. It's really funny. Well, I don't in remember. In comparison the name. to Adam Sandler movies, uh, was it before or after Eight Crazy Nights? After. After? After. Because it had Jennifer Aniston in it, and it was one of his best films before he got to Netflix and just started, like, shitting all over his career. 
Man. Man. <laughs> Fucking poor poor Adam Sandler. I think the last like super big movie that I really enjoyed and honestly a lot of people kind of hated it was uh 50 first dates that was hilarious that was a good movie that's hilarious i love that movie man but eight crazy nights was where i feel like he beat <laughs> eight crazy nights that's that was the cartoon mm-hmm. i never saw that he did uh the voice acting and they did his likeness as well in the movie well why do you think he peaked there what why do you think it was so funny about it I don't know. I feel like it was he was best with the raunchy kind of humor that he brought to the table. But after that, it became such a common trope in movies that he kind of got drowned out and then he became the old news. Uh, It's like if you think about Markiplier today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. People later on might not like him so much. But at the same time, I don't see that happening because he's continued with his stuff. Man, I used to watch that guy all the time. I still do. He's so adorable. Man, I, don't, I I tried to watch something recently of his, I think a couple months ago, and I was just like, man, you're really annoying. <laughs> 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 like, how did I always spend hours watching you? But, uh, oh well. No, I really liked his uh, Subnautica playthrough. Oh, really? Most recently, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I don't know what he's been... Then when he does the golf games, it's fun to watch him and the others get entirely frustrated and prop hunt. Those are hilarious. They just... It's that... After three o'clock in the morning, when all of your friends are starting to get really sleepy, kind of conversations, and it makes me kind of think back to those times with nostalgia. Ah, uh, uh, okay. When you'd be watching YouTube poop. <laughs> yeah, I think the last time I saw him, he was playing uh, Five Nights at Freddy's One. Right. Right. Yeah, and it, I was like, "Oh, I'm done with you. I'm, I'm done. I, I lost track. I, I think I got in. I got into Funhouse with uh, Sir Lawrence, that guy." He's crazy, man. And they're, they're all good with William and Elise and what's his name? Matt and James and Bruce. Love those guys, man. I watched them. I used, man, when I used to be by myself all the time, I used to, man, they were like my best friends. But now that I'm like so busy doing everything else, man, I don't even get to watch them anymore. I'm just like, they used to have like cartoons and like 3D cartoons. I used to, I used to love, but I don't know. You get distracted and. Are you going through that same common trend with your YouTube list of watchers or yeah. people you watch yeah. that you are with your video games? You're finding less and less enjoyment out of it, or are you becoming less and less entertained? Yeah, exactly. Like the same thing. Like you're getting old. I am getting old, man. And like I think the the other the other day I was talking about buying some polos because I I feel like uh, wearing <laughs> wearing like uh, graphic tees are just like not my style anymore. So everyone knows now he's over thirty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, and my dick doesn't work anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so everyone now knows he's over forty. <laughs> yeah. So it's like fuck, man. Because and I really felt it really bad at uh, where was I? I was at a GameStop. Because at first I started feeling awkward going to GameStop, and then. Because, you know, I was, like, the oldest person there. I was like, ugh. All that new young blood. Yeah, all that, yeah. And I was like, okay. Fresh meat. And luckily, I had my kids, so I made them go up there with the games to buy the games. I was like, I'm just buying them games. And they're all, like, trying to tell the, the clerk, no, no, they're for you. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just playing. They're, they're for them. And uh, <laughs> and then I went up there by myself. And then I was wearing a T-shirt with, you know, like, uh, with Mario on it. I was like, oh, man. No, I don't feel comfortable. So I threw that t-shirt away. <laughs> I can only imagine what you look like. <laughs> exactly. So I'm now your belly hanging out. Yeah, big, big time, dude. <laughs> and and it, it's just like, man, I just 
I just don't feel comfortable wearing that clothes anymore. And I, I got like a whole wardrobe of it. So now I got to like buy a bunch of polos because, man, it feels more my maturity level, I guess, that I'm not yeah. at, that I think I'm at. Or dressing for your age. Yeah, because, you know, I'm starting to bald and stuff. The hairline's starting to fucking go down my oh, back. Thank God I don't have to <laughs> deal with that. Yeah, I don't think you ever will. Your hair's so hair so I have thick. my grandfather's hair. He had a nice, thick thick hair. His his hair didn't start thing until he got 60. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> ah, fuck, you're lucky, dude. And everybody in my, my family has full head of hair, except for me. I, w- I went to a wedding a couple weeks ago, and... uh First thing, all my cousins that haven't seen me, they're like, Ricky, what the fuck happened to your hair? Where'd your hair go? What's going on with your hair? Look at my hair. It's so thick. They're like, your hair's growing gray because I got the, the gray on the sides right here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, my hair's in the brown. I'm older than you. I got thicker hair. It's longer. I'm like, fuck y'all. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay, you're all right. Yeah. You know, with all that hair, that usually means you have a lot less testosterone. <laughs> I'm going to have trouble saying that word. Testosterone? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, I found out only this weekend that I have trouble pronouncing, got to say it slowly, Aborigines. Aborigines? <laughs> what? Blah. Because Aborigines. if I try to say it regularly, I say something like Adjurigib. Ad. Ad. <laughs> Aborigines. Aborigines. I have to say it slowly. That's like, what's her name? First name. Sigourney. Sigourney? Sigourney? I can't... Her Sigourney fucking Weaver? Yeah. Sigourney. <laughs> that woman was beautiful for her time, and she has aged well. Oh, hell yeah, she has. Man, especially in... Uh, what was that movie? Space Quest. I'll never forget that movie, man. Man, I was like, oh my god, is that her? I like her more from her uh, Ridley Scott films. The... Uh, the Aliens? Alien Trilogy, Quadrilogy, and growing evermore. What, what about, like, in uh, Ghostbusters? ghostbusters oh uh she did all right i i didn't really like the ghostbuster movie I, i'm gonna say it what i feel like there was a couple token moments from it that were humorous but it wasn't really my speed well are you talking about the remake or are you talking about the the original two either oh really ouch that hurts me my heart man i'll say the game reviews looked pretty good on the video game that they made <laughs> off of it the game reviews i don't even know they made a video game man yeah, they did. Man, I hope that first one, that the, the the remake was a terrible movie. I think the closest to Ghostbusters that I liked was Luigi's Haunted Mansion or something like oh that. Oh my god. For the GameCube. <laughs> That's an old ass game, man. I hate that game. That game was fun. Was it really? Yes, it was. I, I think I played like two minutes of it and I couldn't understand the controls. I was like, no, I'm done. And man, GameCube. And the GameCube controllers were just a mess. I loved it though. What? Dude, I played the ever living crap out of Sonic Adventures 2. Because I played the first one for Dreamcast, uh-huh. and that was a blast. And I spent most of my time on the Chow Garden, and then they came out with a Game Boy Advanced adaption of the same series that allowed you to, like, take your Chow Garden and put it onto, like, your Chow from your gardens and put it onto your Game Boy Advance, and you could grind and get rings on both consoles and then cash all those rings out on one or the other and take different items that you can only get on each other console. Onto and into the game. It was pretty cool. I really? raised those things till they rebirthed themselves like four times. <laughs> wow, I did not know you could For the users, that. that's a lot of hours. Wow. Wow. What 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 game have you spent the most hours on recently? Recently? Yeah. Uh, lately, my biggest thing has been StarCraft 2. The, uh, uh, 
the new trilogy, uh, Wings of Liberty, Heart of the Swarm, ah, and Legacy of the Void. Yeah. Okay, that's what it's called. That's uh, right. They, I, I came back from a while. I got a wisdom tooth surgery done recently, and whenever I had that done, I decided, hey, why don't I pick myself up the other two expansions? Because I had the second one, um, Wings of Liberty, sorry, from its release date with uh-huh. the collector's edition. Because at the same time, I was really into World of Warcraft. I wanted the pet. I wanted the the jump drive necklace holographic thing with Jim, Jim Raynor's dog tags. Uh-huh. Um, that was a blast uh, to have that opening night and... To be able to run on ultra graphics on my, my little 34-inch TV <laughs> LCD, it was really warm, but at the same time, it, it, it was it was it was great. It was great to find a find an RTS and finally play it on a big screen. Oh wow! Uh, but lately, I've been getting really big into the co-op mode that they added for where you take uh, miscellaneous commanders from the the trilogy. Uh, and you play as them in scenarios, and you have to go complete objectives before you run out of time while you have another online opponent. Well, not opponent, uh, ally. Ally. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They so, just released a new one. So before you, your wisdom teeth, wisdom teeth were removed, you were playing World of Warcraft? Yeah, I played World of Warcraft starting from vanilla. It was vanilla for about the month that I started. Uh-huh. And uh, Burning Crusade had then released. Because I got into it expecting Burning Crusade, and someone had finally convinced me to. Um, that game consumed me, my friend, and I'm, I'm not going back to it either. Man, th- I, how many years did you play? I well, I started then, and I played all the way up to Cataclysm, and I, I was level. I forget what the cap was raised to at the time. I think it was ninety, uh-huh. and uh, I stopped two bars away from leveling, which is like I think the bars divided into ten or twenty. Yeah. I was just two bars away. Oh, really? Uh, strangely enough, my account was banned while I wasn't playing. <laughs> I recently only fi- figured that out. Why? Why was it banned? Did they, did they uh, I guess somebody had gotten a hold of my information and hacked. took over it. Uh, I recently had a little scare where I thought I was going to have my bank account and a uh, oh, Google shit. account hacked because I uh, got an unexpected login from another country. Oh, Thankfully, really? their security system stopped that for me. I changed my passwords and then oh, sweet, sweet. went ahead and took care of that breach now that i realize that could have been where the hole was yeah because it happened right after i linked my information back up with blizzard uh-huh. what was the uh deciding factor to uh, stop playing world of warcraft i would have to say mostly the repetitiveness oh, really? but in truth that wasn't it because i like grindy games minecraft was fun space engineers fun uh see i like grindy games too I think really what got me away from it was everyone that I had interacted with on a personal level. I couldn't really find my place. Um, I tried doing a little RP. That was probably the most fun I got out of it. But I wasn't high level on the RP servers. And I wasn't about to spend whatever their transfer charges were. $25. Uh, Oh, it's changed a lot since then. So I think uh, when it first happened, it was $15 for a race change and then $15 for a transfer. Uh, yeah, I think it was fifteen dollars when I used to play. I play, I because I played up till Cataclysm. And it was ten dollars for a name change, fifteen for a race change, and twenty five for a server server change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that I started on Anuba Rock. Anuba Rock, yeah, Man, I do I, remember that. No, I, no, I don't remember but that. Like what, everybody I knew left that server. Was it an RP server? No, it wasn't. It was a PvP server, I believe. Uh. See, I started off on Asgalar, or at, I don't 
yeah, Asgalar. I don't know how to pronounce it. I guess that's how you pronounce it. And, uh, yeah, I started off and my first guild was the Razor Hill Gang. And it was freaking awesome, man. I think, uh, I don't know if I'd get in trouble for making this call out, but Mookie's Marauders. <laughs> really? <laughs> why, why would you get in trouble? Because are they still active? Uh, yeah, uh, to my knowledge, all of them are still active. And oh, wow, still they're playing. not going to listen to this. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I'm a, the reason I quit World of Warcraft was uh, the day that they announced uh, Miss of Pandaria. As soon as they, I saw that they were doing like a, re- a really kitty kung fu panda type of game. I yeah. thought it was cute in, in concept, but I was gone by the time that had happened and I wasn't going to come back for Pokemans <laughs> because that's what they turned your little side pets into at that point. Yeah, I heard about that, man. I mean, I just I just opened my account because I, I watched the trailer, opened up my account and canceled it right then, man. I'm like, boop. I'm like, no, <laughs> man. Because to me, World of Warcraft, because I, I used to be a hardcore horde player. Oh, me too. Man, I used yeah, to. Mine was a orc hunter. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was an orc warrior. Uh, no no i'm sorry troll warrior and uh then i changed it over to a uh death knight blood blood elf i absolutely love the death knight class when i played i think that was slowly becoming my new main unfortunately i had a hard time getting along with being an alliance player because being the furry i am of course i had to get a war (laughs) i was so immersed into the role play though but that's where i started role playing trying that seriously was whenever i got a death knight that was fun because it got me through some of the divorce uh for my parents and i realized i was doing some of the role play inadvertently i was seeing comparing analogies with some of the stuff that we were role playing in our guild at the time oh well i always heard about role play in the game because i played in a pp server like you did and I, I never, I always wanted to, but I could never find anybody that was interested or even show me how to do it. And I, and even though I played Final Fantasy fourteen, I still don't know how to roleplay online. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I mean... It's different based on the people, in my opinion. Uh, different people have different expectations. Some people like one sentencers, and there's ones who shoot paragraphs at a time, then there's people like myself who could give you an essay, if oh. you wanted. <laughs> really? I, I, I could type a lot in high detail. You might compare me to Lewis Memoir. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> if I man. was going to go into detail. Cause, annoyingly so. Because to me, I always thought, you know, I, I, this character that is on the screen is representing me. So I always thought, isn't this the way I act on here, role-playing as me? And then, that you know, there would be some people saying, no, that's that's not, you're not role-playing because you're not role-playing your character. I'm like, but it's representing myself. And, you know, in in game, I'm very, like, you know, I go ganking and stuff like that in World of Warcraft because, you know, I loved it. I loved ganking. I loved going to, what's that, Stormwind and uh, Goldshire and go ganking all the the, the young uh, I think my favorite place to people. gank was the Hillsbrad Foothills. Man, that place used to be popular. That was where my favorite uh, dungeon at the time. I think it was Silverfang Keep or something like. No, that can't be it. It was It was the werewolf one. It was, it was somewhere. I don't, I don't, I don't remember what was there. I, I remember the Hillsbred being like bad, 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 bad. And uh, so, I, I remember you, you couldn't really even. What was it like? Do any of the quests around there, man? Because the alliance would be there all the time. Absolutely. And it was like, fuck. I went with protection. My buddies at the time when I was playing and I was actually leveling in that area, uh, we actually 
kind of stuck together and mostly did our quest in the same areas. Uh-huh. Uh, but for the most part, kind of did our own thing in that area. But if one of us got ganked, all of us were right there, you know. Uh-huh. We kind of defend each other. It was pretty cool. Uh, I took a lot of screenshots back in that time. What I hated most was like the, uh, the uh, night elf, the night elves and the, the rogues. Because the rogues, they would just go invisible and sap you. Night elves could just stand there. Yeah, and just be invisible. And they'd be Hunters, a hunter. Hunters, if they had the pet. They yeah. Have oh, a pet God. And they'd, a cat. they'd just be in the town. Mm-hmm. And so you'd, like, uh, hearth to the town, and uh, you'd be dead before. I'm like, wow. used so, to tease them back and forth in and out of the guard's threat range. And it worked until a higher level character came in that could just easily destroy the guards. Yeah. I know that the worst time I'd ever been ganked, though, was when they did the Blood Elves uh, expansion dungeon. I forgot what it was, but it was way up north. It was a neutral zone. I think it was level 70 and up. Northrend? No, it wasn't Northrend. It was it was on the main main continent. Oh, oh uh, Quel'Thalon. Sargeras's Keep? Or no. It was the little island? Yeah, it was the Blood Elf Island area that was yeah. added on, but not from Burning Crusade. It was from uh, yeah, and and no. you had to go and the and the raid was that big old guy that came out of the pit or the uh, magic well. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That place was terrible. That place, I got ganked there so much that I had to. I'm sorry. I, I had I wussed out. I, I contacted a GM. You called the GM. <laughs> Well, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be a problem if it wasn't for the fact that I just wanted to turn in the quest and then leave. I totally understood them ganking me. I totally understood them doing it over and over. What annoyed the shit out of me was that they would sit there and spam an emote on my screen, dance, and then disappear. Uh, and they would do it over and over, and there was no way I could get away from it because they were ever watchful. Right. And I was like, look... I just want to turn in the quest. I don't mind. I, I can't leave, though. I have no way. Like, I've tried everything every way I could. Yes. I, would, I think I'd been ganked a solid hour. Oh, wow, man. At that point, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm either going to log off or turn in this quest with the help of a GM. See, I always tried. I was always told not to gank more than, like, three, a person more than three times in a, in a row. Otherwise, it would be considered griefing or something like that by Blizzard policies or something. So I, I always kept to that rule. But, man, sometimes sometimes I broke it. I'm not going to lie. And, you know, sometimes people broke it on me. And But especially on that little island, man, it was the worst, man. You couldn't get anything done. Unless you were in a raid group and you're, like, bum-rushing to the entrance, you were, you were going to get ganked. Yeah, a lot of people were in there trying to get their dailies right there next to where the quests were. Yeah. Oh, it's so terrible, man. So terrible. I really enjoyed the uh, the Argent Tournament. That was fun. Argent Tournament. It's where you had your mounts and you jousted. Oh, and that. And, okay. Oh, uh, no, I never did that. I don't think I did. I think the only thing I got close to jousting was the, where you had to do it with against the, uh, the monsters, like one of the dungeons or something. Right? can't think of one off the top of my head. Oh, man. No, I guess... I know it's been a long time since I played that game, but I, I remember it being so much fun. I know my first raid was Karazhan. Karazhan? Yeah, it was when it was a top level thing. Man, I think my first one was LBRS and then UBRS. UBRS was my first one. I, I forgot what they mean, but. But yeah, that that's, this kind of comes full circle, though, with this is the reason I left. Which was, I got tired of always getting left behind in my group, and with every guild I had been with, 
uh, I wanted to do the big raids and actually play the end game content. I didn't necessarily want to be the best. I just wanted to be involved. Oh. But I would only be allowed at best to be the trash mob cleanup crew through the week. And then the other guys would come in and just do all the main bosses so that they had the whole dungeon yeah. basically free to use aside from the ones that respawned. Oh man, that sucks. But that that was the best I ever got. I think the last raid I did was actually in Ice Crown Citadel when you first entered the gate. Really? Yeah, and I only got through three mobs before they said, that's it, you're not really cutting it. So oh, I was wow. like, I understand, I understand. I'm, I don't have my gear. I, I was a fool thinking I would probably make it. Yeah. So it was funny. I would get PvP gear. I would PvP and yeah. get the rewards and then use those rewards to get gear just so that I'd be bottom tier to yeah. get into the uh the dungeons yeah I-, I used to raid in pvp gear every time new content that's yeah. what happened and that's why i left really in truth is just i got tired of that yeah i was getting left behind yeah not uh, the most skilled player see i never after see none of the guilds i ever joined were uh like raiding guilds so i always had to do a pug which is a pickup group for anybody that doesn't know and uh i got pretty far i did i did pretty much most of the raids and stuff, but I don't know. It, the pandas thing just killed it for me, man. Just killed it for me. So you were playing Dungeons and Dragons before, right? Yeah, before and, and after. Oh, and after. I'm sorry. Forever and ever. And ever and ever. I will play D and D in the afterlife if I can. God, give me some dice. <laughs> uh, I'm about to take your saints on an interesting journey. Yeah, and you you got to a point where you were uh, you're deciding like a clan name, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, G- give me that one that you told me that the that slogan, that one that was I didn't get at first, and then it hit me. Oh, because uh... <laughs> <laughs> that that was like the best slogan I've ever heard. Uh, let's see here, and it deserves to be shared with the world. The Red Rocket Venturing Company. Yeah, our guarantee is simple. We either save the world or your money back. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get that at first, but now that I do, it is hilarious. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so what's been going on in the world of D&D, man? World of D&D. Well, uh, we found out in one of our campaigns that we're going to have to start collecting artifacts as a classic trope to uh, stop what would be a world-eating dragon. All right. Uh, basically... Uh, what was that superhero movie with the Silver Surfer, Galactus? Oh, uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah, the Galactus was the uh, basically the cloud that, thing. but a dragon in space. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. sweet. My DM has a very creative imagination. <laughs> are you? Uh, are you still a disciple of Dispater? 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 No. When we switched to Fifth Edition, um, the character transition and the concept kind of changed quite a bit. I went from what was, as the furries will know, is a Sergal. Um, these are a fiction creature written by Mick49 on furaffinity.com. Good job. Um, she has copyright of these characters, and they are for a manga that she is creating, and it's still in the process of being created. Oh, really? But wow. I had found a racial adaption guide at the time when we first started that allowed me to play as one in 3.5. Um, however, whenever the group had a little bit of a falling out at the time, we decided to 
switch over to 5th edition so that it would be a lot more simple and perhaps we can gain some of the favor back of the ones who left. Uh-huh. Uh, and in the process, I ended up not being able to continue using the same race. Uh-huh. So we, we substituted it for a lizard folk, uh, which is the closest thing to it. Um, and, uh, and then I had a tribal background instead of a regular civilization that just has a, a war-centric society. Um, instead, tribes of lizard folk, they're just basically barbarians and shamans. Uh, not to hate on any other lizard folks out there. <laughs> <laughs> but they are fun to play as. Uh-huh. Um, I, in this particular case, I have a character named Zealot. Uh-huh. And uh, he is a barbarian druid. He just started leveling as a druid as of last session. So I've yet to kind of show off my powers. Uh, but I'll wait till the time is necessary. So what's his uh, affinity or uh, his uh, alignment or whatever? Um, I started off with chaotic neutral because at his best, he is survival first, everything else after that. Um, A lot of the character's personal growth uh, is heavily dependent on a character that ended up being pulled from the campaign at the time. Uh So he's shifted a lot recently. However, that said... Uh, before he was, if I take it, it's mine. He would try to help when the excess was available, but he would not offer more than what was necessary. Oh, okay. He would put out the most minimum. But as he's come to realize the gravity of the situation, he's starting to understand that perhaps maybe he should do more on the good side. Now, the old character concept, that would have not been him. The old character concept was very conniving and murderous intent imagine a barbarian overlord who actually knew how to manipulate his people and and that's what was exciting to me that that that's when you used to tell me the stories that you've played and i was like man and i would love to go back to that concept I however mean, i have made a much better version of him for fifth edition should this character die and we should let him die let him die and because remember you came up with that idea about that little tower making people swallow the little tower. Ah, yes, the uh, the Iron Tower <laughs> artifact is an artifact in D&D that whenever you use it, it immediately sprouts into a 40-foot tall tower, I believe. It's 40 foot and is made of iron, and it's uh, nearly indestructible unless you have a rust monster uh, or a disintegrate spell. But it, it was an interesting idea where I would think of an interesting torture method where I would put it in someone's mouth and tell them what the item does. As I hold their mouth shut. And then I explained to them that when I put it back in their mouth, if they didn't give me the right answers or the answers I didn't want to hear, that I would activate it. You should have done it. And didn't uh, like become like a higher level dispater? At higher levels, there... You had to sacrifice someone, right? uh, At higher levels, there was a class, a prestige class, called the Disciple of Dispater. And as part of the prerequisites for that class... You had to sacrifice an innocent being uh-huh. on upon an iron throne or an iron altar with the witness of an Irene, which is basically the opposite of a Valkyrie. Okay. But for the purposes of looks and aesthetics and alignment, um, in my opinion, anyway. Man, you should have used that. I remember long conversations I, of using that tower to... Uh... I had the leadership feat and I had a follower uh, and her name was Draka. Uh, which was also ported over. This is the character that was pulled that changed the lizard folk version. But uh, 
with the all intent to sacrifice my own follower was the initial intent if I could not find someone else who was innocent. But I always told you to take one of the players. Because there was a player that was a... a Incarnum of good. Yeah. <laughs> Throw. <laughs> Which would have been the most beautiful sacrifice for my Lord Despater. Yeah, you should have like put that little thing in a piece of bread, let him swallow it, and activated it. There was one time a fun story where we sat down and we came up with a character concept, uh, which was an awakened owl bear. This awakened owl bear would then become a evil druid who specialized in making artifacts that expanded upon growth that he would put in food and he would sit at a table, have a feast, and only one person would have that happen. <laughs> And he would use that to control his minions. What did you ever? Did you ever? You were telling me one where you were thinking about being an inanimate object or something like that, like a mask or something like that. I took a key from Fable. Um, spoiler warning. Uh oh. For five, those of you who have not played, four, three, two, one. Jack of Blades is actually the mask that is worn upon the body. And at the end of one of the Fable games, you actually have to fight. I think it's in the Lost Chapters expansion that uh -huh. they made for it, like the Collector's Edition. Oh, really? And they remastered or something. They revealed after you fought him as a dragon more details on the mask beyond what was just in the main game. And I felt like this would make an interesting character concept. So after thinking for a while, I thought of a, uh, a Black Sun Lion or a character with that facade who had a black lion mask on his face and the mask was an item uh, that a sorcerer had created by trying to improve himself with using items he instead gave intelligence modification to the item itself rather than him thus awakening it um, later on this character grows in strength and feeds off of, and leeches off of his magics until he becomes powerful enough on his own where like Venom a symbiote, take over its host. But as he does so, he runs the risk of that host dying because he uses them as a conduit, like a fuse box, mm. to access the weave, which is how D&D magic is supposed to have been accessed for arcane casters. That would have been cool, man. That would have been cool. And you should have got The facade player. and the spells were all themed to be after a Rakshasa. What's which that? Which is a... It's a fiend from, um, I forget if it was from the Lawful or Chaotic Plane. I believe it was the Lawful, but they would disguise themselves as humans. But it's an anthropomorphic tiger with uh, their thumbs and palms reversed so really? that they were on the other side and the palms faced up whenever their hands were down like mine now. Oh, wow. Oh, so, like, right now he has his palms facing the down. It would so. be like this for them, but. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Wow. So, y you have really good imagination, man. And and you've told me before that you you don't want to DM or you're, you've thought about it, but you're, you're afraid to. I'm afraid to let people down is my, my problem. I, I, I do believe it's the job of the DM to entertain. It's the job to allow everyone to join in and have fun. And it's incredibly nerve-wracking to think if just one player doesn't click with you what you have going for example i could tell you right now i have a campaign idea campaign starts off you're all in hell in jail in hell 
because you invaded hell to get people back because hell is invading the material plane. Uh-huh. And you're part of a specialist crew called the Hell Jumpers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're playing Doom. Oh, okay. So, like, oh, wow. But before you start a story, don't you... Wouldn't the player already ask what type of story we, we might be playing? Or they have, or do or do you think they'd come in just not knowing at all? It depends on the players. New players, often you like to give them a simple concept. But the most important thing is to not lead their decision. Let them make that choice on their own. Uh-huh. You can say, you can be this, you can be that, you can be this, no, no, and I you mean, could do this with that. I mean, like, before you even start the game, they're like, hey, man, I'm thinking about this type of story uh, and you know so you so they know what what to expect and so you wouldn't have to worry about them not having fun yeah just like i presented that idea before you i have another idea perhaps you're part of an organization where you're members of a mana agency m-a-n-a magical apparatus acquisition excuse me i messed that up already (laughs) magical apparatus neutralization and acquisitions Uh uh-huh and it gives your players organization. There's several different ways you can start your players off, and different ways, depending on the theme, fit better, some worse, especially for someone who has a specific character concept in mind, like they want to be the dude with a heavy machine gun in D&D. Well, I might not be able to deliver that, but what if instead I offered you a repeating crossbow that you could crank? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean... That may not fit every setting. So, you, there there wouldn't be... Uh, what I'm thinking is that your fear of, like, not having somebody have fun may not be real. Or, you know, if, 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 if your fear is real, but them... The, if they're not going to like it, they're not going to play. They're just going to be like, hey, man, this wasn't for me. Or you tell them up front, hey, man, we're going to do a murder mystery or we're going to do something like that. Some overarching you know, genre or something like that. And they'd be like, no, no, don't feel up to that one, but you know, maybe next time. Absolutely. Um, I do acknowledge that I do have an unnecessary fear and I I believe realistically and pragmatically, I believe I'll do fine, especially now that I've learned fifth edition makes it so much easier on the DM. Um, I don't know if all these adding floating numbers will make it worse or better. So we'll just decide as a whole, I think it makes it better. So you get to roll two D 20, choose the higher. What is that? It's part of the advantage and disadvantage system that they incorporated into 5th edition. Oh, really? quite nice. If you have an advantage and you have a disadvantage, they cancel each other out. Uh-huh. Advantage and disadvantage means you roll an extra d20. Advantage means you take the higher of the two. Uh-huh. Disadvantage means you take the lower of the two. Oh, really? If you have advantage, that's two times the opportunity to get a natural 20. Oh, wow. Okay. So... So when do you think you might? I'm giving myself fear? one year. One at year most, at most before I DM on my own. Man, how many people do you think you're gonna have in your game? I want to start with at least four. Four? That's that's the what I feel like is the minimum. You can run it with three, even two. I've seen people who've done it for one other person. However, the one ideal other. party size is four. Okay. Okay. It's four. just kind of what the system was designed to make around, but it's easier to accommodate more. If you can coordinate the number of people and handle the chaos at the table. Right. It's also important to remember your dynamic. Sometimes you might have three fighters and one wizard. 
you're going to have a hard time <laughs> returning some of your health unless that wizard does some extra magic yeah. or those fighters figure something else out. You play Dark Souls style. Oh. <laughs> Let them die. Low magic setting. <laughs> you should do that one story you told me about where they were... Uh, ah, the uh, Cards of Fate. Is that is that what it was? Uh, that was that was the nickname I had given for that that series of campaigns. That's what you should do, man. Where they they were like dragons, weren't they? Uh, the initial campaign that started off the the timeline. That is, uh, yes, they would all be dragons. As um, for my personal setting, it would be where it was during the time right before Tiamat and Bahamut, which are the evil and good dragon deities respectively respectively Uh and uh what some of the lore goes on in the story is that they basically have a divorce over jealousy but it's gods are very vain and so these dragons who are all young the party uh, are stuck between a dragon civil war that breaks out due to color of course (laughs) Uh, seems to be a, a common theme Common lately, but very common. Getting away from that topic, um, they're stuck between the divorce of their parents, if you will, whilst at the same time they're discovering that someone is trying to give mortals access to the weave magic, and the players get to witness when mankind gets past the torch. Oh, really? Oh, see, see, that would be cool. That man. So, on your first group, would you want it to be your friends, or would you want it to be strangers? Do you think, I think it'd be easier to do with strangers because then they don't have any preset, you know, because if they like ideas. give you grief, you're going to be like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> it's, it's usually easier, however, to, to tailor character backstory or maybe even little stories as part of the campaign for those characters. It's good to make them feel integrated. Say, for example, someone said only half-assedly that oh, well, I got this sword from my father in the war, but they never went into details about the father. Well, how about I surprise that character by saying all the history of what their father did, only for them to find out that their father wasn't a war hero. He was a war criminal. Oh, wow. And he lied to his son. So how far do, do you like to go on the backstories of your D&D? Um, if, if I were to start a party right now, I would say I want at least one paragraph. If you're going to give me a little bit, at least give me a paragraph. Oh, really? I think I can at least ask that much of you. A paragraph about your character's backstory. If you want to put it as simple as standard raising in a mid-wealth town, wanted to be a guard, Hmm. that will work. I can work with that. I can fill that out with stuff to the point where, like, okay, maybe this is too much control of my character. Can I have him back? I'm not going to do that, but... is there a point when there's... Do you think there's just too much backstory? No. Really? I don't believe so. If you can give me a, a novel to read, I might tell you to publish it. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. That's crazy, man. If if you want to go that detail into your character, you're more than welcome to. All I ask is that, can you make it sense for my setting? Is it okay if I change this and that part so that it suits the setting a little bit better? And there's no way you killed a dragon at level one. Stop it. No Mary Sue's around here. As long here. as it's possible. Yeah. So. Here's uh, a good example. Yeah. I have a character concept. Hmm. He was young. 
was with an adventuring party. They went to go kill a dragon. They thought all dragons were bad, not being educated. They went to go fight a good dragon, a good dragon of gold. Unfortunately, the rest of the party perished due to their hubris, but one person survived, if nothing else, by his own cowardice, was found by the dragon. The dragon took pity upon him and asked if he would stay under his wing, literally and metaphorically, to keep him company. This dragon tells stories, talks. Turns out this kid has a panache for therapy. So he goes on, as an elf, to become a therapist for dragons. Oh, wow. Yeah. You should write a book. <laughs> you should write a book. Stop playing D&D and write a book, man. Write some fancy. You could be the next George R.R.R.R.R. Martin. My father published a book, and I've seen what he went through. Was it terrible? Man, it's hard. It's very hard work. It is. It I've is been trying. I've been trying for like a year now, man. Man, it's hard. But you should do it. You got the vocabulary for it, man. My life is young. I've got plenty of years ahead of me. You think so? You think so? But North Korea, man. It's gonna, man, fuck North Korea. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. So, like, uh, have you ever met somebody that, that w- when their backstory just didn't match with the setting at all? Like, when you were playing, you were just like, man, you're, you're, your backstory is just bullshit, dude. You, I have one in one of my campaigns right now. Oh, really? Um, and of course, this character is a, is a, is a revival of a character that I had before. Oh. But I kept everything that happened before canon with my DM. Uh, and I had a friend who likewise joined the campaign who also had a character from that same original campaign and revived his original character from then. And it's really interesting because my character has lost his memory of what has happened. His has not, but he's gone on to become a vampire. The one thing that the one who lost his memory hated most. Oh, really? Wow. Well, so that's... it created some drama, unfortunately. How do you have a vampire in your midst with a cleric in your party? I'm not that cleric. Cameron is uh-huh. the one who has the cleric. Oh, he still plays. Mm-hmm. Well, when we meet. We uh-huh. haven't been playing lately. Uh-huh. But that's just been the schedules. What What about uh, the... Uh, you all still play the Warhammer uh, uh, 40K? Yes, we, we, we still play Warhammer 40K. We're still adjusting for 8th edition. It's been kind of rough. We have, uh, we have a player that's a little too metagame as we want to call him it's not that he's bad but at the same time when you push the details in a game that just got simplified harder in a new edition and use it to take advantage of things that really in the end didn't matter with where if you had just done without we would have saved maybe 20 minutes on the game you know right you don't want to make the game uncomfortable right and i think a lot of it is that you just want things to speed up and if you get caught up in one little fight and it's frustrating and everybody gets mad, especially if you're arguing rules back and forth, then it's difficult. Once again, it is a new system we're still learning. Uh, but that might change with time. What, what do you prefer? Do you prefer like role playing in in like D and guess real life, or do you prefer role playing? Or did you re- prefer role playing on? I have LARP before in LARP uh, or like, live action I mean, like, role play, like in in game, like in a like World of Warcraft. Which which one did you prefer? Oh, did, did I get prefer World of Warcraft? Like, did I prefer pin, like texting yeah. and writing uh, roleplay, or did yeah. I prefer D and D roleplay at the table? Yeah, mm, that's a tough one. Uh, I played a lot of time on Second Life, and I did a lot of roleplay there too. So, oh, Second Life, okay. Uh, which one did you, man? Mm, that's really tough. I 
I don't think I can give you a, what? a really? firm answer. They they were both really great. There's advantages and disadvantages. What about LARPing? Let's get to that then. I Tell me once. about your LARPing. Experience. I LARPed once. I was new to I was new to Arkansas in the Bentonville area, and I, I came across a group about the same time I got into Magic: The Gathering, and uh, they were they they met at the card store and started talking. And some of them actually I recognized from the college at the time I was going to. Um, NWAC, if anybody, shout out. Shout out. Um, and I can't remember any other names. <laughs> Well, okay, but okay. just, just you know, okay, they'll 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 probably know who I am if they hear this story. Good, good. So uh, we 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 met up at the park, and uh, it was a really beautiful, nice park. There was kids of all ages, actually. I, oh, I didn't wow. expect younger kids to be there, but I was really cool with it because they're super into it, and their imaginations are hyperactive. Uh-huh. So they're very fun to play with. Um, the main person that was leading it had a lot of their own supplies, like fake armor that was basically just cardboard with foam that you can throw over your shoulders and then Velcro. Oh, wow. And then uh, they had arbitrary rules that, you know, you had these little bean bags with a long trail of ribbon on it that were red. Uh-huh. And you could throw those and those were your fireball. Okay. And if they hit you, uh, you would stop, throw your hands up, and anybody who was within six feet of you had to drop. Oh, really? Because <laughs> you were considered dead or yeah. fried, you know. Oh, wow. So that, uh, that was, so that was like the, the splash damage rule? Yeah, that was like the splash damage rule. There was there was a couple other arbitrary rules that we used just to kind of keep it even for the kids. Uh, it was now, it was a blast. It was kind of difficult to get into, but when we started doing VIP, protect the VIP, that's when the uh, kids got really into it. Now, were there like referees that'd be like, hey, I saw you get hit with that. You need to... Yes, there was one for each team just to keep it balanced, and they would they would come up with a, an agreement, and if they disagreed on something, they had a coin, they flipped it, and then whoever won got that ruling in their favor. Oh, awesome, awesome, man! So, uh, so when you when you're larping, do you uh, do you have like characters and backstories and classes and shit like that? We didn't get that into it. It felt more like a nerf game. Really? By the time we got into it, and I think we were more immersed into the, that than we were actually the role play <laughs> aspect. But again, we had about at least half of the party was halflings, if you will. <laughs> Little hobbits is running around. Hobbits is <laughs> awesome, man. So uh, was was it full contact or um, there? There was a later option for that, but everybody started petering out before that time. It was starting to get late. The lights were coming on. Mosquitoes were biting real bad, and I think uh, we decided to call it then. Oh, you didn't spend the night or anything like that? No, it, it wasn't a stay-the-night-out kind of thing. And plus, it was a lot of new people I didn't know. I didn't have plans to be out super late because I had college the next day. Oh. So, so would if you had the opportunity to, to LARP again, would you do it? No. Really? No. I've always wanted to do it. Unless it, I could go to one of those huge ones, and I'd spent many hours working on cosplay or some really cool thing. Maybe perhaps I... Could get around to making one of those beautiful fursuits, uh, and perhaps maybe use uh, a Sergal as an example. Oh, that would be something really cool. Maybe I can role play Zealot out there. That would be really fun. Oh, awesome, man! Because I've seen like on YouTube like the LARPing for Warhammer Fantasy uh, over there in like Europe. Yeah, and and they have like the big chaos armor and the orcs and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, dude, that looks so much fun. People across the pond. Yeah, I gotta say. You make me proud with how nerdy you are. Yeah, me too, man. I'm, it makes me fucking jealous, dude. And and then I, I watch the ones that are here in the States, and they're just like a bunch of people that, 
you know, they go out in the woods and they get drunk. It's like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, that like, sounds man. fun. That yeah, sounds fun. <laughs> like, I don't a know. A few nerd movies. Uh, I could definitely recommend if you want to watch a nerd movie around D and D. It's obviously like a low budget film, but it is funny. And if you've played any amount of D and D, you'll get half, if not more, of the jokes. Uh, gamers Dorkness Rising. Gamers. The Dorkness Gamers. Rising. They also did another one where they did a card game uh, that is a real card game. My friend ended up getting it because of the movie. Um, I believe there's a third one, but I don't remember if it was successful or not. Really? The only movie I've ever seen that was on, like, based around LARPing or D&D was something on Netflix. And it was about this guy and this... They tried to RP in a place they weren't supposed to be. Ended up getting caught. Is that... I, I remember... I don't remember the name of the movie. I think it was... Uh, Something with a unicorn. No, for, no. Like it was part of the title. Maybe. It might have been. It was like where the, the guy was, he was like a, a single dad or something like that. And he, he LARPed. And it was like the troubles of like having his real life and his LARPing life and stuff like that. The balance of them. And then it was like focused on a, a woman and her family and her trying to balance it and stuff like that. And it, I, it looked really good. It's the first time I've ever seen I don't Seymour. think I've actually heard of that one. Man, I wish I could remember the name. I mean, if, if anybody knows, tweet it to me, please. It was a good movie. Speaking of good movies, uh, if you like fantasy, very underrated series, show, movie? I don't know. The 11th Kingdom. The 11th Kingdom? Or was it the 10th Kingdom? The I don't know. Kingdom? How many kingdoms were there? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Uh it's been a long time since I've seen it, but it started a lot of what I consider my D&D fantasy stories and ideas, because there were some interesting characters in there. Was it a series or a movie? I don't know. I, I know that it was in several discs. Oh, okay. Okay, then it was probably... That's how I got show. a hold of it. Uh, that kind of reminds me of that, that, that one, The Seventh Son or The Sixth Son. Oh, The Seventh Son was actually a really good one, too. Was that really good? No, yeah, I, f- I felt like, I mean, it... Obviously, you have to take into account actors, movie. If you enjoyed a monicum of the movie, and if it was at least worth the rental, the torrent, whatever, uh-huh. See, why not like it? Don't don't hate on something just because it's popular to hate on. Right. See, that's why I felt about Death Note. Netflix Death Note. Man, it's been getting a lot of hate. And I, I've never seen... I never, I've only watched two episodes of the anime. And man, the movie was fucking good. I, I even let my wife watch it, and she loved it. And I was like, man. I watched the abridged version of the anime. Um, the actual abridged, not the humorous cover. <laughs> However, that needs to happen. Isn't that the, like the same one with uh, uh, Helsing or something like that? Team Four Star. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's funny. Yeah, they did an, a wonderful and hilarious job. And if you guys hear this, we love you. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I believe Helsing and the Dragon Ball Z ones were my favorite. <laughs> I never saw a they Dragon keep Ball Z. Kicking <laughs> me in the dick. <laughs> but I saw the I saw the Helsing ones, man, and I'm like, man, that shit needs to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that was that that was freaking awesome. Yeah, it was. And bitches love cannons. <laughs> really, what school are they from? Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything else you wanted to touch on before we uh we bounce out of here? When you're playing D D. Play how you want. Find the people who play like you do. And when you find that group, stick with them and try to work out your troubles if you have troubles. But always be giving and try to 
accommodate other people. If you're any good at improv, you'll be even better at D&D. Because D&D, even the DM won't know what you guys are going to do. He'll never know that a simple door that was locked with a simple key that anybody could have picked would have taken one hour to get around. <laughs> how would somebody get get? How would somebody find a group of people to uh, play D and D? Say they're out, they're alone, they don't have anybody that's interested in it. Online is a good start. Um, you can go to your friendly local gaming store or FLGS, as the slang term is, um, and you go talk to the guys up there. Um, find an adventure league, which is the official publicized D and D official play where you meet up publicly and play. You can even do tournaments and go to conventions and play with the rules and leagues that they have. Uh, that's a good start. But once you've found the gaming store, I think you probably already know how easy it is to find nerds there. Just ask around. Awesome. Uh, if you can't ask there, go online. Uh, there's online sites like Meetup or Looking for Group. Oh, really? Awesome. All right. Awesome, man. All right. I uh, really appreciate you being on the show, man. We're going to have to have you come back again not a problem yeah dude maybe next time i'll come in with some funny voices <laughs> <laughs> all right uh thank you for joining us today i really appreciate it just remember to uh take a moment of your life and please leave some stars five would be preferred if one is all you want to give i'll take it but five please uh leave a review too that really helps out and get uh the tdmr podcast out there um and really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Everybody have a great day, man. <laughs>